Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. Live from the Vegas studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here. Welcome back. It's been a wild week. Lots of stuff going on, and there's so much more to come. And that's what I'm here for, to enlighten you, to spread the knowledge, and just uh, give you a you know quick update and a smile on what I see going on in the Geekverse and what's going on this weekend. Lots, lots going on. Good Lord, I'm a busy man. So come join me and you know my friends at some of these places. I'm about to tell you what's going on. But before I do... Let me tell you about our sponsors, Dragon Meadery, the award, multi-award winning Dragon Meadery. Go to the link below, check them out. They supply us, uh, Colorado Festival of Horror, with our own wine, but they're not limited to just wine. They have all these different flavors of mead that are absolutely scrumptious. (sighs) I can go into detail about all the different flavors, but do yourself the favor. Go Click the link, peruse the page, see what they've got going on. It is worth the time. It's worth the taste. Just just give it a little taste. Just a little taste of rue. A taste tasty. <laughs> uh, <coughs> sorry, I cracked myself up so much I almost died right there. Little little coffee to clear the pipes on that one. Okay. So where are we? It's November. October is done. Things are in motion. Lots to do. Let's get on to this weekend. So we have Rocky Mountain Con. It's their 10th anniversary. They are the Embassy Suites on I-70 and Havana. I always get that street mixed up because I always want to go to Peoria. Anyway, if you're local, you know what I'm talking about. But the Embassy Suites, 10-year anniversary for Rocky Mountain Con, RMC. They Tim does a great job of putting on a show that is very... It's all about family, and a portion of the proceeds go to Cat for Kids, who we have worked with in the past and who continue to do great work helping children with pediatric cancer. The other event, All Seas Fan Expo, which uh, if you uh, read my top five every week, you're no stranger to them being a sponsor for that. And All Seas Fan Expo, which is going on this weekend, free to attend. And they have quite the lineup ready to go. Arthur Swaydom is coming back. I haven't seen Arthur for uh, a few years, so it'll be nice to catch up with him, see what's going on, and maybe we'll be able to sit down and have a little chat. I also, when I did SpawnCon last weekend, sat down and chatted with Cecil Lemmy, who's been on the show, and we, him and I may actually sit down and do a podcast there on site, so there there will be lots to go on. We have a special event planned for All Seas, and it involves a, a few of the guest artists. I'm not going to give it away now or what's going on, but there will be there will be fun. There will be antics. There will be shenanigans. So, Come on down. It is at the Arapahoe County Fairgrounds, and like I said, it's free to attend. There will be multiple food trucks, lots to do, lots to engage with. And, of course, just come and say hi to me. I'll be hanging out. I don't – Red won't be with me because she'll be at RMC. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I might be just all alone, my own little lonesome. Whatever shall I do? 
that's not true. You, Brett Leader 1 will probably be with me. He'll come and hang out. Uh, but the event starts on Friday, goes all weekend. I'm sure I'll have a lot of time by myself. So come by, say hi. Brett Leader 1 and I uh, were actually out last night at the Denver Film Festival. You'll probably see a post shortly, if it's not already up by the time this airs. Uh, Michael Shannon uh, did a Q&A after the release of his new film that he is the director of, and it is intense. I mean, holy Lord. Um, I already know, and I, I, I talked with Michael Shannon a little bit, uh, as, as far as just how intense he is as an actor and what he brings, and, and just, I, of course... I had to get a picture of Zod signed by him. Kneel before Zod! And it was so cool. Just talking to the guy. He even laughed when I just said Zod. And he because he hadn't seen me yet. And he turned around and just started laughing and just like, yeah, that, that was great personal moment of mine. Because I just love Zod just so much. Such a waste that they killed him in Man of Steel, like right out of the gate. So pissed off at that. But you already know that story. So I get to sit and chat with Michael Shannon a little bit, watch the film, and he does a Q&A afterwards. He receives an award for uh, Breakthrough Director, and it is a very intense, uh, and I don't want to give anything away. It hasn't been picked up yet, but the film is is in wowzers, especially in, and like I said, I don't want to give anything away, but in the, the, the hypercharged environment that we are right now and, and just the subject matter, it really... It really hits on a lot of notes, and it's 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 very compelling and it's very moving on a, a, multiple levels. And just to see how it, it it came about and and how the film progresses, and then of course the Q and A that happens afterwards. Of course, first question out of the gate is mine uh, because I, I had to I had to have the answers. I needed to know. So that post should be up on the 5280 Geek uh, Facebook page. If it's not already, uh, be sure to give it a watch. And, and it's a fun, quick little um, snippet interview with him after the film. And, of course, let's not forget, next weekend is is the one that I'm really anxious about. It's BrickFest, and there are different times that you're allowed to go in, and they kind of break it up so that the, the, the location is com- not completely overran. I uh, had to get the VIP package because uh, I'm in the midst of doing some some new rebuilds, building a larger town. Went to the Lego store, picked up a few few things, and we did some education because uh, the attendant didn't know what Mills plates were. And you may be sitting there scratching your head, what's a Mills plate? So Mills plates are kind of uh, like a false bottom that your modulars are built on so you can run wires and integrate things and move things around. So the attendant at the Lego store... We kind of gave a quick tutorial on Mills plates and how they all work and integrate, and it was it was kind of fun. It's not very often I go into the Lego store and know more than the person that I'm talking to, so that was kind of kind of cool. So in the midst, new light kits, so much going on, but I'm hoping Brickfest brings a couple of cool exclusives and things that are coming. I saw the new. Uh, Avenger Tower that's coming out for next year, and the thing is huge, and it's going to look great next to my Ghostbusters firehouse. Those go together, right? Also over the weekend, got to do the Terrifier 2 re-release in the theaters, which was um, really cool. Uh, 
I did I see that one on in the big screen? I don't remember if I saw it on the big screen or not, or if I had seen it afterwards because I was just too busy or on the road. So seeing it on the big screen was kind of fun. And the 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 caveat about seeing this was first of all. They had a special Terrifier 3 poster that they handed out, which, yes, now I have one. Couldn't pass that up. In addition to that, they had a trailer for Terrifier 3. Now, I know everyone is all excited to see this, and uh, Brett Leader 1 and I were talking about the implications of the release date and what the the, the subject is. So if you've seen the, the trailer... Um, Great. I'm going to explain it to you now. And there's not really much of a spoiler or anything coming, but it's it's set in Christmas. So uh, <laughs> the trailer just basically is Art the Clown in a Santa suit stuffing guests uh, gifts under the tree, and that was it. It was, there was really like a whole lot, not a whole lot to it. Now I know everyone is thinking that it'll be a Christmas release for this year, and that is not accurate. Actually, the release for this is October twenty fifth of twenty twenty four. So we have to wait all the way till next year, uh, Halloween time, and fingers crossed that no other issues come up or production because I think they're done filming. Uh, that's why I thought there could be a good chance we would see it this year f- during Christmas time. Not so much. So another horror Christmas film. I'm I'm in. I think this is absolutely fantastic. Spoiler alert. I am not in the film and Damien does not kill me. I'm very upset. <laughs> also next week, and speaking of horror, um, keep an eye out. We will be posting another screening opportunity uh, for the... 17th of November, it's Thanksgiving. And who doesn't want to see some like old-fashioned Puritan rage? I'm I'm <laughs> I want to see this. I this is like one of the horror films that I'm like, okay, that one I'm in for. Five Nights at Freddy's, meh, Nicolas Cage did it better. But uh this one I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of in for and uh, excited. It's an R-rated horror, and we all know my feelings about that. So this is hitting a lot of a lot of key boxes for me. So Keep an eye on our page or the Colorado Festival of Horror page. We will be sharing the opportunity to join us. It will be held at the Northfield uh, AMC. You can come hang out with a couple of our fellow Colorado Festival of Horror uh, founders, uh, our fans, and just people that just love horror films. So it'll be good. Just hang out. Oh, and speaking of Thanksgiving, the actual like holiday, I saw a trailer that needs I need to go see for a film. So, uh, also happening Thanksgiving weekend. God, there's so much going on. Uh, Galacticon will be uh, happening at the Marriott DTC. So, we'll probably be there. But afterwards, I definitely have to go see Napoleon. I saw the trailer for it, and holy crap, that thing is intense. I am in. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays Napoleon. and I don't know how this just now showed up on my radar, but... Holy Lord, it looks great. And Joaquin Phoenix just, I mean, damn, that man is a character actor from, from like, beyond the ages. He is so good looking in the role of Napoleon. So even the trailer just, I don't think, does this film justice. We'll see what happens. Um, but that trailer hit. So, uh, of course, it, it was during me watching football. Yes, yay, sports ball. Um 
it was either that or the hockey game. I forgot what I was watching, but it was it was sports oriented. I know hockey's better than football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something to consider for the Thanksgiving weekend if you're not going to join us at Galacticon. And on to what I'm watching. What's going on? So one of the shows that I have absolutely been hooked on, and I saw uh, a sneak peek for it uh, on on I think it was Paramount Plus. Uh, it's Billy the Kid, and it's on MGM Plus, and of course it comes with like your basic cable, I believe. I don't know. I have it, so um, I got to watch like the whole first season. Second season is out right now, and they're at the uh, midway point, uh, winter hiatus, air quotes. However, it is because of the writer's strike that it just ended where it did, so they're just taking advantage of it, and we'll come back next year. Now, the show... Again, there are so many similarities to like like factual stuff, uh, some embellishment. I keep getting like young guns flashbacks because they still have like all of the same names that we're familiar with that we've heard that some of it is probably true, some of it's not. It's really very speculative as far as the legend or the myth of I guess I can't call him a myth. He did exist of Billy the Kid. And I've read a lot of books on the legend. Of course, I'm sure we all have. Uh, I mean, of course, the the most significant one is Pat Garrett's book that he wrote about his friend Billy the Kid. Uh, There's another uh, accounting from someone that was there that was part of the regulators and and that their perspective on it. So I've always been kind of like interested in in the Billy the Kid kind of kind of story. And then of course Young Guns can't can't forget Young Guns that just brought it right out. And um, Brush Roberts actually is a character that existed and is rumored or theoretically is Billy the Kid that Pat Garrett did not shoot Billy the Kid in the back. So Take that as you will. Now, the show, Billy the Kid, season two, uh, halfway point. Holy, I mean, this is this is fun. I love this show and the acting and everything that is going on with it. Tom Blythe, who is a, a, an incredible actor, he plays the lead as Billy the Kid, and of course, there's you know other characters that he's uh, like Jesse. I don't know if Jesse existed. But he's the antagonist on the other side. And there's some really interesting stuff that that goes on between the two characters. And I don't want to give any spoilers or anything like that. But it's worth the watch. And I I got through it relatively quick. Um, So give it a watch. Let me know what you think. Uh, If you're a Western fan, as I'm sure, you know, everyone's like a closet Western fan. No one wants to say, well, yeah, I like I like Cowboys. But um, give this a watch. It's worth, very much worth it. Especially with what's coming on. Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbird. Um, Tom Blythe actually plays President Snow, which is the younger version of Donald Sutherland's character, I believe, uh, from the original Hunger Games. So his star is on the rise, I, and then I'm curious to see how he portrays uh, President Snow in the upcoming... I, yes, I am going to go see the Hunger Games. Of course, because Peter Dinklage is in it, and it looks like uh, an interesting story because we all want to know how how much further we can pay tribute, right? In other shows, um, who do I want to talk about next? The I'll get to that one. Uh, so we have got 
before I really get into things, we've got uh, Invincible Season 2 started. And, yeah, I'm in. I like this show. And Season 1 ended just so powerfully. And and just to have Omni-Man fly off into space. Now, the problem, not a problem, it's kind of good for me. I stopped reading uh, Invincible fairly early into the series. I I was reading too much, I was losing track, and I just finally was like, you know what, I'll pick it up and trade. And I never did. So watching the show was kind of fun and cathartic, because I was just like, all right, this is, this is badass. And I know there's been a few stories, same thing with Sweet Tooth, where I've really thoroughly enjoyed what I watched and on the merits of that show. I mean, there was no saving why The Last Man uh, show, because... God, talk about missing the mark so bad. Um, but watching Invincible and, and seeing the liberties and the freedoms that they have in the animation and the storytelling is is a lot of fun. And we start out of the gate with just the world is on edge after they basically had their ass handed to them by Omni-Man. Uh, Chicago's in ruin and everyone's kind of fearful of what's going to happen next, especially when they know the you know impending doom of aliens coming to take over the Earth. So then, <laughs> and this is where I, I kind of mentioned it last week, where I, I'm on the fence about the, the multiple dimensions and realities and just kind of pulling a Marvel comics on this one. And without having read the comic, I don't have a point of reference. So maybe I might have to go back and read, because I don't know where if this is actually just following right along the comics or not. And if you know, you can shoot me a message and save me the reading time because I'll do it anyway. But I'm very curious to see how much, because like I said, I'm familiar enough with the first in uh, opening volley for Invincibles, and it was great. So now to continue the story and to see it progress, I'm even more intrigued by what happens and the character development and all of that's going on is is actually really, really good. Now, if you haven't given it a try, you have to start with season one. And again, I say this with with a hand on my heart. you got to get through that first episode. You'll get hooked. Just make it through that first episode, and I know you're, you're in. So do me that favor. If you've got questions, if you've got comments, always shoot me a message. Let me know what you're thinking because I think Invincible is um, is going to be where it's at. And I don't know. I know Kirkman said there's, what did he say, four or five series at least to cover the comics. So I don't know what the overall plan is and if Amazon is going to give them the green light to continue past season two. I would expect so. Uh, just based on you know feedback from the fans and everything else that has gone on with this series and like the boys and all of that, it's kind of in that main vein. But you know, since it's animated, it's not not as gruesome. And they can again, it's it's fun. Limbs can grow back like immediately. The other show that I watched, and I know I I need to watch this again just simply because the jokes and everything that was were were coming were it was it was rapid fire. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm speaking directly to South Park, the Panderverse, and shots fired. Disney is on 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 report. It's South Park in what South Park does best, and it it opens the wound. Not only does it <laughs> open the wound, but it it 
plays with it a lot, actually, and shows the cracks that we have seen in Disney and everything and some of the stuff that I spoke about last week as far as the future of comics and that that one percent that is screaming for change but doesn't is it's not the target audience it's not meant for for some people and the the attack that South Park puts on Disney is intense it's fun I laughed and just to see someone else kind of have have the same thought and approach to the MCU. It's refreshing because there are some people that get mad at me for that that connotation and saying it, the MCU. But I have facts. I have I have solid evidence behind my comment. And um, after dialogue, a lot of people will agree or disagree, which is fine. Whatever you're whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, whatever you like, you like. I I, I don't care, but. I, as a comic book fan, have issues with some of it. And South Park does too, obviously. So if you haven't watched the Panderverse, there, it, uh, you better watch it with an open mind or half in the bag because there's there's some funny. And why why is Kenny hot in the Panderverse? I mean, is it just me or just so out of the blue? Like, wait, what? That's Kenny? Anyway, uh, give it a watch. Let me know what your thoughts are. And coming up, I finally will be able to go to Casa Bonita. More on that when it happens. So speaking of Marvel, the MCU, uh, Loki Season 2 is... What? (sighs) Season 2 has been all over the place for me. And like I said last week, I, I'm, I'm trying to piece it all together to where it makes some kind of cohesive sense to me. And I know a lot of people were praising the last couple of episodes. And episode four is a very intense episode. But episode five that follows it is is a little, again, head-scratching. The effects and the acting and everything that is delivered is great. But the story itself is I don't know, I think kind of limping to the finish line. I don't think this is really thought out well and leads a lot to be desired. Of course, everyone that I speak with and have asked and have talked to agree unanimously. OB is the best part of the story. I'm hoping that we will see a Goonies reunion movie now that all all of them are back together, that all of them are acting, all of them are, are out there in the ether, but that's a topic for another day. Obi is the the just the bright side to this whole story. Owen Wilson, of course, is Owen Wilson. He he's easy to like. He's an enjoyable character, and Sylvie is just angry and mixed up and just kind of lost in this story. We have a lot of loose ends, <laughs> but where are these ends? going they are just it's it's murky on this side granted the story has a lot of comic book like qualities and in fact gets very meta in some spaces but that doesn't help it gets like i said murky and it's fun and i enjoy tom hiddleston as loki i think he's an amazing actor and a wonderful character and i'm glad to see life after you know, the Marvel, the 10-year bubble pop. But 
Is this what we want? Is this what he needs? Is this what we need to see? I had no idea that this would go the way it has, and there are still characters that I'm waiting for them to kind of bring to the front. Because Kang is still kind of like lurking just outside of what's going on. And of course, without any spoilers and everything that else has gone on in like the real world, are these actors, namely Kang, done with Disney just because of what's going on? Excellent questions, but I don't know what other big bad you're going to have for Marvel. He's the worst of the worst. And I think the character himself is I like him. I like the character. I like him. He's bad. He's going to kill people. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, there's a few more episodes less left for Loki in the season, and then it will be done. Uh, we'll see if there's any ties to uh, the Marvels, which will be coming out uh, a couple of weeks. Uh, actually, I think it's this week, actually, the Marvels will be coming out. And uh, we'll... We'll see. I might. I might go watch it. I don't know. I would. I, I haven't missed a Marvel movie yet. I just. I. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to like this one. It just mm, doesn't appeal to me. But you know, that's that's again. Not everything is for me. Also in Marvel news, what if season two uh, is is coming? Uh, in fact, they said the holiday season. But that's about it. <laughs> There is no date. Just Marvel being Marvel saying, yeah, we'll be back in time for, for the holiday season is when we'll debut. The only reason that this kind of caught my eye is the rumors that have been swirling around about an Avengers reunion. And, of course, Robert Downey Jr. has said many times on occasion he would be up for coming back. And I even saw that Gwyneth Paltrow, who's retiring uh, from Hollywood and acting and all of that, said she would come back if Robert Downey Jr. asked her. So there is all of that that's just kind of out there, just just past the fingertips. So with what if, there is the thought and the potential of all of everyone coming back to voice their characters. Now, whether or not we're going to get a live-action reunion remains to be seen. And with them doing the animated and all of that from season one carrying it forward it's one of the few marvel series that got a second season i know a lot of marvel shows were labeled as limited series or you know just kind of offshoots and filler while marvel gets their shit together so to see what if come back for a season two is kind of encouraging i'm for it I mean, of course, everyone loved the zombie story. Uh, Marvel Zombies was probably the big, the biggest hit for season one. With, with all, of course, without any question, that was dark. It was great, and I personally, and I know I said this when it came out, I love the Marvel Zombies story. Just watching people get munched, and you know, it's it's a little elimination game. Who makes it past the next encounter? Who makes it past this wave? And it just, I liked it. Hopefully, we revisit the Zombieverse, and who knows what we have in store, especially with everything that has gone on and the direction that Marvel is going now. Does this help set up future Marvel stories? These are great questions, and I wish I had answers. I guess we will see when the holiday season gets here and exactly what what that entails. Also coming in time for the holiday season, <laughs> I am absolutely excited for this in fact i'm going to put the link below 
Uh, Reacher season two trailer is out, and Alan Richardson is just such a badass. Season 2 is set to land December 15th on Amazon. I'm hoping they do what they did last time and just release the whole Reacher series at once. Because I don't know if I want to just kind of slowly work my way through this. But, holy lord. The trailer looks amazing. And I don't want to spoil it for you. Watch the trailer below. But I'm so excited to watch this show. Alan is just the perfect guy to be Jack Reacher. I think this is... Again, I want air quotes. What would Reacher do? So, <laughs> watch the trailer below, and then when it hits on December fifteenth, be sure to shoot me a message because uh, I want to talk about this show to people because this I think is going to be probably one of the best series that Amazon has to offer. It's just point blank, just done. Best show series for Amazon. Well, next to Grand Tour, yeah. There, there we go. Yeah. And what else? So this, and I kind of talked about this last week, mentioned it, and I was waiting for further information. So as everybody knows, I'm a huge Highlander fan. I loved the film when it came out way, way back in the day. Uh, 1986, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, do the math. Long time. Christopher Lambert delivers an, an incredible, incredible performance as the sword-wielding immortal, uh, lopping off heads and you know just just trying to just trying to get by as an immortal does. And the overall story arc is just great. I love the show when it came out later with Duncan, and it, 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 it's forever impressed upon my mind. I, I love the series. So when they said, well, we're going to relaunch it, we're going to do some new stuff, I, I kind of was hesitant. Now, so many things have happened since 1986. The show, the movie, start with the movie, was less than well-received at the time. Uh, it only pulled in $12 million, uh, and the, the budget was 19 So it wasn't really what you would call a hit, even by 1986 standards. However... It ended up developing legs. It, it moved on in video cassette. It 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 developed a fan base that um, it was unrivaled by anyone else. Adrian Paul, who ended up becoming Duncan McLeod on the TV show, claims how great the fans are and how fun it was to do this show. And actually, there's been three different shows based on the film. Uh, the following films have not been as 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 well thought out as the first one and of course there's some holes so when they said they're relaunching it maybe good maybe bad however i did mention this last week that henry cavill has been tapped to do uh the highlander now i don't know what all that entails and what exactly happens next is anyone's guess now they're talking about doing um an original story, and I, I don't know if that's... I, I don't know how they're going to do this. And if they're going to do uh, a total relaunch of Connor's character, or if they are going to expand. And how do you replace Ramirez, 
Sean Connery. Um, in this day and age, there's just no, there's no comparison to Sean Connery. Now I know a lot of people have said that uh, maybe welcome it, see what happens. It can't be any worse than the last film, but the last film, I think it was no wait, it was a, the, the the last series was uh, Duncan saving the world and and becoming mortal and all of that and. There was the film with him and Connor together, which kind of ended the the whole storyline. And that's kind of the one where I kind of ended with the lore and keeping things in canon. So we'll see what they decide to do. There is already confirmation that they're going to use the Queen soundtrack for this one as well. And I think that is absolutely brilliant. And the funny thing about this, because watching... Uh, the Freddie Mercury movie that just came out, Bohemian Rhapsody, or just Bohemian or Rhapsody. I don't know, forget. But you know what I'm talking about. They kind of glaze over the whole pocket where <laughs> Freddie ends up working for CBS and recording the soundtrack, and they just kind of glaze over that, even though I think that that's probably one of the better soundtracks of the time. There is the rendition that I wish we could see, and I know it was supposed to come out and I never saw it, and I may have to look it up, uh, Freddie Mercury singing New York, New York, which we only get like a small snippet of in the film, but I guess there's actually a whole much longer version that Freddie does in studio for the song. I don't know if Tom Clancy is going to come back, uh, and he was the Kurgan. I think I got his name right. <laughs> Tom Clancy. I mean Clancy Brown. I got to stop doing that. <laughs> Tom Clancy is an an author. Clancy Brown is uh, the Kurgan. And so cool. Of course, out of John Wick, who showed up at the very last. Which kind of means everything is lining up on this one. Which is kind of funny. Because they've also talked to the director of uh, John Wick to do the Highlander series. Which I'm even more in for. And I think that this might probably be the best new project for Chad uh, Stilisky after John Wick now, because I don't think we're going to get Keanu Reeves to come back for another Wick. Wick 5? I mean, crazier things have happened, but just how the story ended, it does leave kind of a hole, and things are hanging. Is Wick really dead? Who's to say? But I would love to see Clancy Brown, just even just as an appearance. He doesn't have to be the Kurgan. I, I mean, he still has the size and everything, but I don't know if he could be the Kurgan again. I, I mean, he's a little bit older now. But the question is, who do you have play the Kurgan? And I honestly think that uh, Alan Richardson as the Kurgan would be intense. In fact, who else to go up against Henry Cavill as the Highlander than... Alan Richardson, right? I mean, those two facing off would just be epic. Of course, Alan Richardson has been tied up with The Fast and the Furious and him doing the last one. And I think he's still involved with the next film that's yet to be determined as far as a release date. So we shall see. And maybe his schedule will free up so that him and Henry Cavill can face off <laughs> with swords. Yes! Anyway, I mean, this is just my... my little inner eight-year-old just jumping up and down wanting to just see these two big massive guys just go at it but i just at the end of the day i just want to see them do justice to the story i mean i don't know if it's the fantasy or the lore or what it is that 
pulls you into the Highlander, and maybe it is just the lore. Or maybe it's the human element of someone that cannot die, that lives forever, and sees his life just kind of, you know, melt away century after century. So there's a lot of depth to the characters and some fun, and I always liked that about the show as far as cutting back in time and seeing where Duncan was and the the different situations and the different immortals that you would come across. So will it be good? Will it pay homage? Other great questions. I don't know if there's actually been a script. So will, will it happen? Who knows? I don't know if ratconning the original is a good idea, and part of it probably is, but I think there's a lot of things that if they do that, they're leaving in the background that eh, probably should be addressed. But that's just my opinion. And speaking of Keanu Reeves, so it was recent, like really recent, that uh, they finally have moved forward with Constantine 2. Now, with the filmmakers on strike and the writers on strike and everything, this kind of came to a an abrupt halt as everyone just kind of mm, tried to figure things out. And let's face it, the original Constantine was okay. The Constantine character does have kind of a, a soft spot in the heart. He's always been, you know, the one antagonist that you want to root for. But damn, he's such such a bad guy at heart. The original Constantine kind of delved into this, but they really didn't cover it. And the film, although had an R rating, really felt more like a PG-13 as you kind of really didn't see as gruesome as I think things could have gotten for an R rating. And I know that's actually addressed um, in the conversation. They want, if they're going to go R, then let's let's go. Let's, let's do this. And they've seen success in other R superhero films. And The Boys by no means is PG, PG-13 or otherwise. So I think the populace and the fans are ready for an R-rated Constantine. And to have Keanu Reeves, I mean, I did like him as Constantine. I thought his delivery of the character and just kind of his reluctance to help and just his own kind of thing was great. He had his own agenda. He operated well on it. And after everything that has gone on in Keanu Reeves' career, I think this is actually coming at the best time. I mean, I don't think he needs another franchise, yet another franchise for Keanu Reeves. And we all know his huge love for comics, especially with his Berserker series, which I'm sure is definitely on his mind to getting a movie deal or something worked out. And there's some huge similarities between the Berserker and the Wickerverse, but that's a topic again for another day. What I do like is the thought of him coming back. Now, I do have some reservations as far as him playing Constantine. The Here's the issue I have. Matt Ryan, who is on DC Legends of um, Tomorrow, the representation and how he delivered Constantine, I think was tremendous. He even went on to voice some of the animated stuff. I think he almost embodies Constantine better than Keanu Reeves. <gasps> Ooh, I know what I said, and I stand by it. And I know that maybe the physicality of the role is perfect for Keanu Reeves, but the thing is, Constantine isn't one of those you know, guys that gets in there and tangles it up. He's more of a thinker. He's more of a schemer. He's more of a planner. So 
I think Matt Ryan in this regard delivers a better Constantine. And I personally would like to see him return in Constantine 2 rather than Keanu Reeves. I have nothing against Keanu Reeves, and let me just reiterate that. He's a great person, wonderful uh, humanitarian, and all of the causes and everything that he does for the people is spectacular. It's nothing against him personally. I just think, as far as the character is concerned, Matt Ryan did it better. I know everyone right away says, well, there's the Elseworlds side of it, and, you know, of course, Matt Ryan maybe still might be able to come back and do a Constantine. And we'll see. Lord only knows what's going to happen with DC just because they're in absolute turmoil and a huge mess over in that camp. And who knows what next year will bring. We may not even get Constantine 2 because some other deal or uh, something else will distract Keanu Reeves or there'll be another strike or they can't decide on what to do. The Vertigo line that Constantine has been under only recently kind of came back around. So I don't think they're going to waste the opportunity. And if things conflict, maybe I'll get my wish. Maybe Matt Ryan will get his shot at the big show and get a movie deal. I know that DC needs to seriously rethink their approach because I still of the belief and, and hold firm to this, that Grant would have been a better flash than Zach. Absolutely. And as quirky as he is, Zach is, I, I think, mm, Grant, again, Grant did it better. And maybe, I don't think he probably wants to do it. I'm sure he's tired of the Flash. He wants he wants to move on. I've had my fill. Let me do something else. And that's fine. He's probably collecting his royalty checks and enjoying life at the beach. But let's just think about what's good for the fans. <laughs> Yes, because we're all here for the fans. Even me, I'm here for the fans. So if you have questions, thoughts, comments, send them my way. I'm always open to uh, answer them, just like last week. This week I didn't get any questions. I think everyone's been busy, and that's that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll wait to see what I get in the mail. <laughs> what I get in the mail this week. Um, and speaking of Henry Cavill, I saw this come across my desk. Uh, the uh, Netflix series Enola Holmes is looking to do a season three. And evidently, they are getting into, uh, I think, uh, is in development. Yeah. So according to Collider, is who I saw this from, um, they are doing an Enola Holmes three. And unfortunately, uh, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't care. I tried watching Enola, the second one. It was just too boring. Oh, my God. I just I, I, I couldn't do it. I didn't even get halfway, and I fell asleep twice. So I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have to try and do this again. Maybe start it in the early of the day so I can get all the way through. I want another Holmes is what I really want. Warner Brothers did an amazing job with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law in the Holmes and Watson role. And not that I have anything against, again, nothing against Henry Cavill or anything against Millie Bobby Brown, who uh, she is a talented actress. She delivers an impressive performance in, like, all of her projects. Everything that I have seen her do, I absolutely tip my hat and just marvel at how talented of an actress she is and probably will become so I'm 
find her something else to do. <laughs> or give her a better script or something. I don't know what they're going to plan on doing. I know that it's, you know, in the early throes of development and that's fine. I get it. But I would rather see Sherlock Holmes come back and do a third installment with them than the series continue on. And I'm, I praise the fact that it does, Enola Holmes is able to continue the IP and carry on the characters in a manner of which is, is kind of fun. I know Holmes kind of takes a back seat and, and that's fine. Enola is the focus and it's fun. Again, I liked the first season. I'll, I'll revisit the second season because the third one comes around. <sighs> I'm probably going to have to try and watch that too. And that kind of does it for this week. It's a little shorter of a week. Still prepping, getting stuff ready for the coming weekend. And so much stuff to, to, to catch up on. But... Go to the Facebook page. Keep up on what we have going on. You'll see that interview with uh, Michael Shannon. And I'll probably be loading up some of my photos because, oh, my God, I realize I have not done, like, a photo dump for a while. So go over to our Instagram, and you'll see my moment of geek as I upload some of my shenanigans across the geekverse as I've been all over the all over the planet. It's I can't even say town. It's the planet at this point. But give us a like. Give us a share. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see what I come up with for next week as we are starting to move into the holiday season. I'm sure we'll come up with something. I'll come up with something kind of fun. And maybe I'll find a producer again. So uh, that will be nice. So I don't have to always, you know, do all of the heavy lifting. Yeah, I need a producer. There we go. I put that up there. Not that in the world. <laughs> but on that bombshell, we shall say goodbye. And until next week, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night.